Are you in such a busy season of life with parenting littles that you feel tired all the time? Are you being pulled in so many different directions all day long that you struggle to find time to spend with the Lord? Then we are so glad you're joining us for today's Q&A episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. Long before my husband and I had kids of our own, I knew I wanted to be a homeschooling mom. But when my oldest was ready to start kindergarten, I had just had our third child, who we affectionately referred to as the baby monster. Homeschooling didn't seem possible with a kindergartner, a toddler, and a baby monster. I was so thankful that a friend introduced me to BJU Press. Their all-in-one curriculum resources gave me the confidence to homeschool at a time when it didn't seem possible. Their video lessons that, by the way, are engaging and taught by experienced teachers, those videos were a time and a sanity saver for me. Best of all, their K-5 through grade 12 all-in-one curriculum options are rooted in a solid biblical worldview. To learn more about BJU Press, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com and see what they have to offer. You'll find their parent-led resources as well as independent learning materials at BJUPressHomeschool.com and tell them the baby monster sent you. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to further support our ministry, Ginger and I just want to give you a few ways you can do that. Number one is to like, rate, review, and share this podcast whenever and wherever the Lord leads. Listeners, we have grown so much since we started, and nearly all of that growth has been through word of mouth from you guys. So please keep that up. This is absolutely, hands down, the best way to help us spread the word. Another helpful way to support our ministry is by purchasing Ginger's resources through gingerhubbard.com. We know that ordering through other retailers is quick and easy, but you might not know that ministries like ours receive very little from those purchases. So an easy way to help us is to purchase directly from Ginger's website. Again, that's gingerhubbard.com. And stay tuned until the end of this episode, and we will give you a discount code for your purchase. A third way to show your support for our show is to become a donor. If God is using our podcast to encourage you in your parenting, we would love for you to give a monthly or a one-time donation as the Lord leads. So just go to gingerhubber.com slash support to give any amount. Finally, and most importantly, we humbly ask for your prayers. This is absolutely the best way to show your support for our ministry. So thank you to all of our listeners, to everyone who's given your time and resources to help us get this show going week after week. And our prayer is that God would be glorified through our efforts to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Well, Ginger, I'm really excited about our next three episodes because we're going to tackle topics that we have received many questions about. Today's topic is when parents are tired, and we'll give you a teaser here. Next week, we'll talk about when parents are frustrated and weary, and we'll wrap up this three-part series in mid-November with an episode called When Parents Are Angry. So notice the progression, tired, frustrated, angry. That's intentional on our part. But I do love that we're kicking off the season of fall holidays with an episode about being tired. Because to be honest with you, Ginger, holidays wear me completely out physically and emotionally. 
Mm, same here, Katie. So I couldn't agree with you more and that this is a great time to tackle these topics and hopefully bring encouragement for our listeners as well as ourselves. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> well, we have another listener question. This one is from Liz in Canada, and she says this, is there a secret to being able to find time for reading and praying, growing in my Christian walk, while also dealing with crying babies, changing diapers, meal prepping, mess pickups, etc., and doing all of it on lack of sleep and lots of coffee because my six-month-old wakes every one and a half to two hours to feed every night. And she says he's a tank. I can identify with that. I had a tank, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one that is. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> the giant baby monster. <laughs> yes. None other than... Liz, I so understand your frustration because I've been there. That season of parenting infants who are dependent on us for everything is not just physically, mentally, and emotionally tiring, but it can also be spiritually draining. Mm. Because as you said, Liz, it's hard to find time to read our Bibles and pray during that demanding season. Throw in a toddler or two in addition to an infant, and it can seem impossible. Mm. When Wesley was a toddler and Alex was an infant, it never seemed to work out for me to have my normal morning routine of spending uninterrupted time alone with Jesus, which that had been my habit for many years. Uh, So that was new to me. So I did two things during that season, which wound up being a blessed change in the way I approached my relationship with the Lord. I kept my Bible open on my kitchen counter since that was the room that I was most often in. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. And every time I walked into the kitchen, the first thing I did was read a verse. Sometimes it was one verse. Sometimes it was several verses. And every now and then, I would miraculously have time to read a whole passage. (laughs) Those times were few and far between, I will say. Right. Then as I went about my chores, I would ponder what I read and, and talk with God about it. So what could have been a spiritually dry time in my life actually wound up being even more fulfilling and richer than normal because it got me in the habit of meditating on God's Word, not just for a designated amount of time and then being done with it, but all day. It also got me in the habit of talking with God throughout the day, which forever changed how I approached my relationship with Him. Because of that season, I love having little conversations with Jesus all the time, which keeps me actively aware of his presence in my life. I've even caught myself mumbling prayers to the Lord in the grocery store, and I don't even realize I'm doing it until I start getting strange looks. (laughs) And I'm always tempted to say, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to Jesus. (laughs) Not that I don't talk to myself sometimes, too, though. Yeah, I don't think that would seem less weird to people, honestly, (laughs) to some people. (laughs) Maybe not. I do talk to myself a lot. You know, I've read different studies about that one says that that's a sign that you're uh, going to be more challenged in your memory and that hmm. it can like mental problems is associated with speaking talking I to yourself. I heard it was genius that geniuses talk to themselves. And yeah. then I just read that. So, you know, it just depends on who you're asking. I wonder who so, wrote that study, you know, about them yeah. being genius. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm either uh, have some mental issues or I'm genius. I don't know. Yeah. We'll what see. Do you I, don't know? Yeah, I don't know. Jury's out. Yeah. It's yet to be seen. <laughs> Anyway, something else I started doing during that busy season with Littles uh, that became a habit I still enjoy was playing praise music in our home. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like praising Jesus when we're tired, when we're frustrated, and when we're overwhelmed, because it takes our focus off ourselves and onto Him. And there is rest and peace and renewal when we focus on Jesus. I think your perspective, Ginger, is extremely helpful 
to moms. And it seems a little bit counterintuitive, um, but I remember early in my parenting journey when a well-meaning sister in Christ encouraged me to basically forget having a quiet time with the Lord at all during that season of life. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like that's a less than helpful bit of advice for a new mom who quite possibly hungers for the comfort and companionship of the Lord more than any previous season of her life because motherhood can be lonely sometimes. Mm -hmm. So encouraging a mom to neglect that, I think is completely unwise. Now, in fairness to this sweet friend, it is entirely likely that she said exactly what you just said, Ginger, but that I took that as a pass to basically neglect my time with the Lord. But that's not at all what you're recommending. And I so appreciate that. You encourage moms and dads who are short on time to get creative with their time rather than forgetting it altogether because it's not the way it looked earlier in your life. Mm -hmm. So for parents with infants, singing scripture songs over your baby while you nurse or feed them, feed your soul and theirs. Go ahead and get those scripture songs in their ears and in their hearts as well. Parents with toddlers can practice memorizing scripture with your kids while you go about your day in the car, cleaning the house. Um, shelling peas. I don't know. What do people do who cook? <laughs> it's like a mundane <laughs> task. I, I can't help you guys there. Um, parents with screaming babies and toddlers, before you react, take a few deep breaths as you mentally recite a verse or a catechism even that you've memorized. I mentioned catechisms here because it's helpful to know how to simply and succinctly understand or explain aspects of our faith, particularly when our kids are old enough to start asking questions like, what is sin? And I've never, until I was a parent, stopped to think about how would I define sin? And catechisms are great for that. For example, I like using uh, the New City catechisms, and we'll put a link in the show notes to the app that I use for that. It has both the catechism, but also a song related to it, which is extremely helpful. But question 42 in their catechism says this, how is the word of God to be read and heard? And the answer is with diligence, preparation, and prayer, so that we may accept it with faith and practice it in our lives. And I just think that's a great way for us to approach the reading part of our time with God. We aren't craving for a test. Our aim in Bible study is careful and persistent work or effort so that we can put what we've studied into practice. And that can be done in the time we have available to us, as well as the time we make available by removing other distractions from our lives. Mm, that's so true. And I really like what you said there, Katie, about it being a persistent effort that can be done in the time we have available to us, because that's biblical. Mm. Deuteronomy 6 verse 7 tells us that God's word is to constantly be on our hearts and our minds and our tongues. That verse says, as we sit at home, as we walk along the road, as we lie down and get up, spending time in the word and prayer is something the Bible encourages us to do not just at a designated time, but all the time. So right. as you're saying, Katie, in the time we have. Right. Well, another bit of encouragement I have for parents at this phase of life is to do a time inventory, actually at every phase of life, to do <laughs> a time inventory. Now, I know and agree it's necessary to have some downtime and rest from our work. I mean, if God himself rested, then we should do the same thing. But there is a huge difference between rest and distraction, Binge-watching Netflix might be enjoyable, but I wouldn't say or equate it with biblical rest. Ouch. And I think the difference is in the intentionality of our time. And that's why I encourage parents before making a single change to their routine, don't do anything yet, 
but just take a time inventory as you go about a normal week and see where you spend your time. Five minutes here, 10 minutes there, six hours on Netflix there um, can really (laughs) add up. And so rather than pulling out a phone in a doctor's office waiting room, just keep a copy of God's word or a devotion book in your purse or your diaper bag. I suggest not using a phone as your primary Bible because the temptation to get lost in addictive apps is just too strong for most people to resist. If you can resist that, more power to you, but I really struggle to resist that. Um, If you're feeling really brave, take a look at your phone's screen time activity. That's sobering. Uh, I think it's safe to say that most of us find some time in a day to spend on social media, news websites, ESPN, Pinterest, texting with friends, whatever. And if we have time to regularly do those things, then we have time to be consistent and diligent in our study of God's word. Mm. And my encouragement, maybe even a challenge to parents, is to resist the urge to look at anything digitally, to read anything before you've had time with the Lord. What would it look like if the first words you read in the morning were God's words to you? Even if your morning starts with you covered in spit up and tantrums and syrup in your hair, whatever, What if you resolved to connect with God before you disconnect your phone from its charger? Mm. Now, I'm going to be really transparent here and say that I'm not doing so well at this one. Um, (laughs) I try not to be legalistic about stuff like this because reading God's word before we read anything else isn't a direct command from Scripture. But I do find that it helps me sometimes to have very clear boundaries for myself like that. Mm. Otherwise, I get completely lost in a world of my own distractions. But I do keep my phone with me during my quiet time because I'm an auditory learner. So I love to listen to the Bible as it's read to me while I follow along. And I also follow a Bible reading plan that is on an app. So my phone is with me during that time. But Ginger, I can't explain why reading the news or checking my email or responding to a text is so tempting at that moment except to say that I believe one of Satan's greatest weapons against Christians is our own distraction. And on that note, I think C.S. Lewis said it best, as usual, in his book, The Screwtape Letters. In that book, there's a senior demon named Screwtape, and he's instructing his demon nephew on how to keep a Christian sliding away from his faith. And here's the quote from that book. As he the new Christian becomes more and more cut off from the source of real pleasure and happiness, you will find that anything or nothing is sufficient to attract his wandering attention. You no longer need a good book, which he really likes, to keep him from his prayers or his work or his sleep. A column of advertisements in yesterday's paper will do. You can make him waste his time not only in conversation he enjoys with people whom he likes, but in conversations with those he cares nothing about on subjects that bore him. And I'm going to pause right there. If that's not social media, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. And then he goes on, all the healthy and outgoing activities which we want him to avoid can be inhibited and nothing given in return so that at last he may say, as one of my patients said on his arrival down here, and he's talking about hell, I now see that I spent most of my life in doing neither what I ought nor what I liked. Mm. I love mm, that quote. That really hits home. Yeah. yeah. You know, for me, Katie, you know this about me. It's not so much social media or news websites. Mm-hmm. I'm not fond of scrolling either of those things. 
That's why I have Heather posting all the quotes and audio clips from our podcast on Instagram and Facebook so that I don't have to get on there as much because it's just not something that I necessarily enjoy. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, that I just for those of you who are listening, think, well, I'm not going to get on your Instagram and Facebook if you're (laughs) never on there. I do try to go on a few minutes every day or at least every other day to catch up with comments and messages that you guys leave. So uh, you can still reach me through those outlets and you will hear back from me. Eventually. <laughs> one day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One day. My struggle, Katie, is more zoning out at night watching too much Netflix mm. uh, that I don't even like. I could so relate to that part in that book because I don't even enjoy it half the mm-hmm. time. I can't tell you how many series Ronnie and I start watching that really aren't even that interesting, but we just keep mindlessly watching. And then all you know, I'll realize all of a sudden that I've been staring at the TV for hours and I don't even know what's happening on the show because my Mm -hmm. mind is somewhere else. It's just so much wasted time. It's like you said, Katie, we do need downtime. God created us to rest. He commands us to rest. But when we consider how much time we spend on worthless, mind-numbing activities, when we could be doing something that would actually strengthen our relationships with God and others, well, I know for me, it's convicting. Mm. And I also know from personal experience that the more time I spend on things that don't strengthen my relationship with God and others, the tireder I become. Mm-hmm. Is tireder a word or is it more tired? It's more tired. <laughs> it's more tired. But you can say tireder. There's it's the, your show. See, I'm telling you, Brian needs to start the $10 thing with me. I know. Tell that man oh, to send we me talked $10. about that in what episode was that, Ginger? We talked about the $10. Uh, I can't remember. It what was so did. good, though. It was about, yeah, well, you guys have to go back and listen. But anyway, yeah. it's basically, uh, Katie was talking about helping one of her kids uh, use correct grammar. Mm-hmm. And what, Brian gave him a $10 bill and said... Well, he gave him $1 bills, 10 $1 bills. 10 $1 bills, yeah. And he had to pay when he used it incorrectly. So Ginger, yeah. Ginger's in the red. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the red. I want Brian to do this with me because it worked with yours, so maybe it would work with me. Also, interestingly enough, Ronnie was reading to me along these lines uh, just yesterday from Oswald Chambers' devotional book, My Utmost for His Highest, which is one of my favorite devotional books, by the way. Another favorite of mine while we're talking about them is New Morning Mercies by Paul Mm -hmm. David Tripp. So if you're looking for a new devotional book, those are excellent. I cannot recommend them enough. They also make for great Christmas gifts. So with the holidays just around the corner, we'll have Heather put a link to both of those books in our show notes. Anyway, now that I've helped you with early Christmas shopping, the point, <laughs> whole point of yeah, why get I them brought on the up, internet now, Ginger, <laughs> while we're talking about this. <laughs> the whole reason I brought up Oswald Chambers is because it just so happens that that devotion that Ronnie was reading to me that day had to do with being tired and what we are to do about it. He was saying how we have to surrender in order to be delivered. Mm. And that was just so profound. It, it got me thinking about the word surrender. To surrender is to acknowledge that you're giving up and to submit to the authority of another. That's mm. my, per- I don't know exactly what the definition, but that's my definition That's of great. It. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This verse teaches that rest comes when we surrender our tired and weary hearts to the Lord. Oswald Chambers writes, we surrender our wills to Jesus for rest. Whatever is perplexing heart or mind is a call to the will. Come unto me. It's a voluntary coming. And that's the end of the quote. Mm. All that to say, our help comes from the Lord. So when we're tired and weary and ready to give up, we do throw up our hands. 
We throw up our hands and surrender to God, our creator. We surrender our will and we submit to his. And we humbly ask for help from our Father in heaven who cares for us more than anyone. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Nicolette in Pennsylvania. Nicolette is the one who sent in a great idea for a consequence for her eight-year-old in the episode we did on creative consequences. That was episode 92, if you missed that. But Nicolette says that it's been helpful for her husband to pray with her every morning. She says it's been a tremendous blessing for him to pray over her in specific ways as she trains their son and for the Lord's grace and strength to be with her. I love that. Mm, I do too. And Katie, I know you've talked about uh, what a blessing it is for you that Brian prays with you every night. Mm -hmm. Ronnie often takes the lead and prays um, with me, and it's always just so encouraging. It's just the other day, I was so overwhelmed and stressed that I was having a hard time focusing. I actually think I was working on this episode, and uh, I was sitting at my desk, and I was complaining about being tired. Imagine that, working on an episode <laughs> on this about episode, what we're supposed yeah. to do. It's, it's always like that for me. And I told Ronnie how frustrated I was that I couldn't concentrate because I was so tired, and I asked him to pray. And it was just so sweet, Katie. Instead of saying, okay, I'll be praying for you, he stood behind my chair and he put his hands on my shoulders and he prayed uh, just a quick prayer right then and there. And God heard and answered. And voila, you're listening mm-hmm. to this episode. James five sixteen. the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Mm-hmm. So husbands, if you're listening, I very much encourage you to take the initiative and pray with your wives. You have no idea how much that means to us and how powerful and effective it is when you take the initiative and take the lead and do that. So pray over your wives. Pray that God would give her the patience and the strength and the wisdom that she needs to help raise your little ones. Your initiative in praying over her will bless you your wife, and your whole family. I can promise you that. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Ginger, when I read Nicolette's message, it just made me smile to think about this sweet husband and wife praying together as they start their day. First of all, I have to wonder what it would do to marriages if couples started their day together in prayer. Can you even imagine? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is so precious that Nicolette and her husband do that. And speaking of parents being tired, Brian and I do pray at night, which I'm starting to think isn't the best time of day my best time of day mentally. (laughs) I can't even count the number of times I've fallen asleep during his prayers because seriously, (laughs) falling asleep is probably the thing I do best. I'm very, very good at it. So I'm considering now a shift to praying with my husband in the morning like Nicolette and her husband. I think that's- Well, I'm sure Brian would appreciate that instead of you snoring through his prayers. I don't snore, but yeah, I go comatose. (laughs) I do. I flatline for eight hours. Yes, you do. That's right. You don't move. Katie doesn't move when she goes to sleep. I'm gifted. I really think I'm very talented in that area. That's a blessing. Just wait till menopause. It'll be over. Oh, great. Yeah. Ginger keeps saying that to me, like, wait till menopause, Katie. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Well, if you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, menopause, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Ginger, for our listeners who haven't yet dozed off with all this talk about being very (laughs) tired, can you leave them with a final word of encouragement? Sure. If you're in a busy season of life with little ones or in a difficult season with older kids and you're just worn out before the day even gets going, be intentional about spending time in the Word of God. 
pour your heart out to him. Tell him how you feel. Ask for his help and put your hope and trust in him to answer. And your father in heaven who knows what you need before you even ask him, he will hear your cry for help and renew your strength. Isaiah 40, 31 assures us that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Thank you so much, Ginger. And thank you listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there would love for you to leave us a rating or a review. This is a huge help to us to get the word out about our podcast so that many other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit it at genderhubbard.com slash askgender, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode, including that episode we couldn't think of in the moment. We'll put a link to that one in the show notes as well. While you're on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. So today we're offering her parenting book, I Can't Believe You Just Said That, Biblical Wisdom for Taming Your Child's Tongue at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Ginger also offers a free discussion guide for this book on her website, which is great for book clubs and small group studies. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. She'll be there sometimes, we promise. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Katie in a Corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a Corner. If your church might be interested in hosting Ginger and me for a women's event or bringing Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com and we'll get back to you with more information. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Okay, I want you to go back and read from Matthew eleven twenty eight and read those next two sentences because I'm pretty sure you said "reary heart," <laughs> not uh, uh, "weary." <laughs> we don't want to say a "reary heart." Our weary heart, the rear end of our hearts. <laughs>